Welcome to Lift Radio. What's up, everyone? So it has been a while since I have done a podcast. I've been away for a while, if you don't know. I was, well, I was supposed to go to the Arnold, but if you've been following along with anything on social media, you would know that that was completely canceled. Um, So I ended up just spending a weekend with the Legion guys in Northern Virginia by DC, and I am back now. But little life update and general update, the good news is I looked at a puppy today and I'm going to be adopting her hopefully later this week if everything goes right on the bad side of things. It looks like we might all die from coronavirus. Um, I saw that there was a meteor hurling towards Earth that could wipe out the entire population. So that's cool. Um, Oh, yeah. And it looks like for our president, it might go from a reality TV star to a pedophile. So that is awesome. But I guess that's about all the update I have for you guys. Moving forward. (laughs) Today's topic, um, I actually got asked to do a podcast on this by two different people, Um, so I think it would be very helpful as I've had a lot of clients in this situation and struggle, and that is people with a home gym setup and how to optimize that. But before we get into that, backtracking a little bit on the whole coronavirus thing, first off, Everyone's freaking out about washing your hands. Some people are really underplaying it. Some people are really overplaying it. The reality is, at least in my opinion, I think this is a little bit bigger deal than some people make it out to be. Maybe not as big of a deal as others make it out to be, but probably something we should try to be careful of. But also, it's more transmitted through the air. So, just focusing on washing your hands what's you should be washing your fucking hands that's just normal common courtesy not to spread germs but it's probably not going to help you prevent you from getting the coronavirus so i i mean this is just speculation but personally i'm just trying to do everything i can to avoid large groups of people and keep my, my immune system strong i don't know if it's going to help any but i've been taking my shameless plug Legion multivitamin every day, Legion greens every day, because the spirulina, I've seen a little bit of evidence that that can help boost your immune system, so why the hell not? It can't hurt. Also, funny timing, um, Legion is just dropping their immunity booster product, which isn't necessarily going to prevent you from getting sick, but it can help boost your immune system with science-backed ingredients and dosages, so... It's not live while I'm recording this, but it should be live by the time this podcast goes live. So you can click the link in the description for Legion and use my code WKEMP for 20% off your first order or double rewards points if you've ordered before and save some money and maybe help you either help you avoid getting sick or help you recover faster if you do get sick. So shameless plug there, but getting back to the topic of home gyms, because 
this is probably a great time to drop this podcast because a lot of people are probably going to be avoiding going to the gym. I'm not personally, but I know a lot of people might be, so something to consider. All right, let's get into it. So in my um, experience, a lot of times when people want to work out at a home gym, it's more so because they're afraid of going to a box gym, they're intimidated, and I totally, totally understand that. But the first thing to realize is why you aren't going to a normal gym. Now, some people have a scenario where a home gym is a lot more optimal for them, and that's great, but a lot of people that opt for working out at home, you have to realize that unless you have the money to invest in a lot of good equipment, or at least a decent amount of good equipment, it's going to be a lot more beneficial for you to actually go to a real gym. There's a variety of equipment. They have very good, generally, bars and squat racks and benches. And the big realization is that there's absolutely nothing to be intimidated by when it comes to going to a gym. A lot of people... My father was going through the same situation, being that he's older. He's like 70 now, or is 70 now. Um, I got him to start going to the gym a couple years ago, and he had told me that he had not wanted to go to a gym for years and years because he he'd always been a runner, and I it took me years to convince him how beneficial it would be. Finally, got him to do it. He thought it would be very intimidating, and really didn't want to do it. But eventually, I got him to go, and completely changed his outlook. So he felt a lot more comfortable, thought it was great, absolutely loved going, and now he goes all the time. That's a little bit off topic, but the main thing that I'm trying to get across here is that if you're thinking that you're going to be intimidated intimidated by the gym and people are going to judge you, they're not. Everyone's there for the same purpose. Everyone's trying to better themselves. Everyone's trying to either improve their health or their physique, and then the people... If there is anyone that actually judges you, they're judging you because of their own insecurities and they're just trying to push those insecurities onto other people and those people are douchebags and it doesn't really matter what those kind of people think of anyone anyways because they're going to judge probably everyone that they meet anywhere in any walk of life. So don't let people at the gym intimidate you or don't think that it's going to be intimidating. Most people are very, very supportive. You'll actually find that the people you think might be most intimidating, like the larger, massive power lifters or bodybuilders, generally they're actually some of the most supportive people ever because they, fitness is their entire life and they really respect people that are coming in no matter how out of shape or overweight or underweight they are trying to better themselves and do something. And yeah, your form might not be good, but the only way you can get better at it is going and practicing and learning. So if you're in that situation and that's why you're opting for a home gym, I highly, highly recommend getting a good gym membership and spending the money on that. It's going to be way, way cheaper than buying baseline, even the most minimal amount of equipment. Find a good gym and find someone that knows what they're doing and have them help you out to get started. But 
the rest of this podcast will be for the other home gym people. So the other situations where a home gym would actually be really applicable is one, you really like working out at home. Um, you have a very busy lifestyle and it's much more convenient than taking the time to go to a gym and you have money to invest in a really good gym setup and you like building your own home gym. That's awesome. The other scenario would be you don't have gyms in your area. You live in a very rural area and I've worked with some of these clients and really the only option for that is a home gym if you're not willing to drive a fairly long ways to find a gym. So if you have a lot of money to spend, you can make a hell of a home gym setup, but the best thing to do is focus on the equipment that's going to give you essentially the most bang for your buck, the most versatility in the most minimum amount of equipment. And I would, for me, I would say the baseline I would like a client to have at the very, very least is a, either a set of dumbbells or a set of adjustable dumbbells. Adjustable dumbbells are going to be a lot more affordable for you. Um, the downside to adjustable dumbbells is they're a little bit fragile. Um, they're not quite as, obviously, they're not as solid as fixed dumbbells. But that you just have to be careful when using them. Um, I used to have an adjustable pair of Bowflex dumbbells that went up to like 90 pounds. They were kind of sketchy, but I've seen a lot of people really happy with the power block ones. They look kind of weird, but they seem a lot more stable and better for a lot of exercises. So definitely would get some sort of dumbbell setup, preferably adjustable um, with a wider range. Um, if you wanted to get a heavier adjustable set and a lighter adjustable set, if you're strong enough to utilize both of those, that would probably be pretty smart. Um, the other thing would be an adjustable bench and uh, like door doorway pull-up bar and um, a set of resistance bands. If that is your baseline minimum, you can really do just about anything you need to do. Obviously, it's not going to be optimal. It's going to be far from optimal, but it's going to be way better than doing nothing. And you can work your entire body with that. You can do rows with the... Um, the dumbbells, you can do curls with the dumbbells, you can do tricep extensions with the dumbbells, you can do tricep pushdowns with the resistance bands, you can attach them to the pull-up bar, you can do assisted pull-ups with the resistance bands, you can actually loop the resistance bands over the pull-up bar, sit down on the floor, and do either a high row or a pull-down with the resistance bands, and if you get a full set of bands with a handle attachment, you can adjust that resistance level. Um, you can attach those resistance bands around something about body height and sit on the floor and do rows with them. Um, you can do obviously presses with the dumbbells off of the bench. Um, the hardest thing is going to be leg work without any type of barbell or squat rack, but you can most certainly work around that. You can do walking lunges with dumbbells. You can do split squats with dumbbells. You can do goblet squats with a relatively heavy dumbbell. And another option for squats is placing the uh, resistance bands under your feet, standing on them, and then holding the handles of the resistance bands like you would be doing almost a front squat or a goblet squat. 
and squatting against that resistance. And you can also do that while holding a dumbbell as well, just to add more resistance if you're stronger, but you have very limited equipment. So that's kind of the baseline, because that's going to give you the absolute most versatility with your home gym, um, and kind of at the lowest cost. So all that equipment isn't going to cost that much, a few hundred bucks, probably. Um, the dumbbells will be the most expensive thing, but I would really recommend looking at like uh, Facebook Marketplace, stuff like that, because people buy workout equipment all the time and never use it and then sell it super cheap because it's so expensive to start with and it's just taking up room in their house. They just want to get rid of it. Uh, so always look for used stuff because you can usually find extremely good deals. And what I would really recommend doing is looking for some type of, it. preferably you have the space for a good home gym setup, whether it's in your garage or whatever. Um, beyond just the simple bench and dumbbells, the next setup I would look into getting would be some type of space efficient squat rack, um, preferably with a attachable bench as well. That way you can cover all of your squatting needs. You'll have, I'd get a really good barbell. So you can get a kind of cheap rack as long as it's stable enough to support the weight you're using and preferably adjustable enough so that you can also bench press and incline barbell bench press off of the squat rack or the rack. Um, but the one thing I would really recommend investing in is a high quality bar. Um, a cheap bar is just, it's, it's so much, I, I, I can't talk. It's so worth investing in a good um, bar. You don't need a different bar for all different movements. You don't need a squat bar and a specific deadlift bar. If you want to invest in that, fine. If you want to blow a bunch of money, but just one good um, Texas or Ohio power bar with a good grip on it, that's going to cover all your needs for squats, bench press, deadlift, and you should have no issue there. The biggest investment is probably going to be buying the weights you need. Um, if you're starting out, you won't need as much. You can start out with just kind of what you need for now and buy more later. But that's something I would definitely look try to find used. So 45s, 25s, 10s, 5s, 2.5 pound plates, um, as much as you need there. So that's going to be a pretty big investment in itself which is another reason why I recommend going to a real gym. But if you're forced into this, that situation, if you can get the adjustable dumbbells, adjustable bench, resistance bands, a pull-up bar, a good squat rack, and a good bench for the squat rack, along with a barbell and plates to put on it, I would also get a shorter, um, like easy curl bar, the ones with the angled handles. Um, that's great for a lot of bicep and tricep work along with upright rows and a few other things. Um, and that will also be adjustable based off of you, you want to get one that has the same, um, size bar as the Olympic bar so that you can use your same plate weights for both of them. But if you do have all that equipment, you're going to be pretty set. Now, 
the biggest issue I see, and this is kind of what the question originally was about for people at a home gym, is how to do other exercises or exercise variety. And I think the biggest limiting factor here isn't as much the equipment, but rather the school of thinking. People are so set into the traditional way to do different movements and having a specific machine for every movement. But I, I mean, I always went to a gym from when I started out training pretty much. I worked out at my home gym for a little bit and then went to a facility, but I lived in a town of like 400 people and the facility was absolute dog shit. So we had to, I had to get extremely creative, um, using regular, uh, cable machines that were only set for like tricep pushdowns and curls, uh, adjusting a bench close to them and, um, weird handles to be able to do rows and pull downs sitting on the floor. Um, so if you're at a home gym, you just, the biggest thing is you just have to get creative. Um, some people struggle with working calves because they don't have a normal machine or leg press to work on. What I recommend, what I always recommend for clients is setting up, um, some type of wooden board or something or plates to elevate your feet inside your squat rack and place it so that when you unrack the bar, you can move back onto that, but you press the actual barbell that's on your shoulders up against the backside of the rack because a lot of people have trouble controlling the the reps when it's just free weight. Um, there's no stability there, so you can't really push yourself that hard on calf raises, but if you drag the bar essentially along the inside of the squat rack, it keeps it in place, but you can still push against it. So that's that makes the aspect of calf raises a lot easier. You can do seated calf raises sitting on a bench and either lifting a barbell on top of a pad over your knees, or you can set dumbbells on top of your knees and then do that. Um, you can do single leg calf raises because that's going to be a lot more resistance. It's all going to be on one leg. So you could just hold a heavy dumbbell and do single leg calf raises. And for other leg work, you're not going to have as much versatility, but you can really make do with what you have. Um, if you're, if one of your benches goes to a decline, you can hang off of, hang your legs off of the decline bench and hold a dumbbell, um, in your feet and do leg curls that way. You can also do um, leg curls on a BOSU ball. So if you get the ball, you lay on your back on the floor, put your heels on top of the ball. You can also do this if you have um, TRX bands or a TRX attachment. You can put your feet in the bottom of the TRX and then you essentially try to tuck your feet in towards your butt and pulling your body weight back is great. It's essentially a hamstring curl without actually having a hamstring curl machine at home. So you can make do with that. Um, quads, like I said, there's a lot of variety of exercises you can do with dumbbells and barbells. You can do hip thrusts. You can do barbell back squats. You can do barbell front squats. You can do goblet squats. You can do lunges, split squats, Bulgarian split squats, etc. So you have a ton of options there, even though you don't have like a hack squat machine or a leg press. You can make a shitload of progress just working with that minimal equipment as long as you 
vary up what exercises you're doing and throw in a little exercise variety in there. Don't just only barbell squat because you have a barbell and don't do anything else. You could go outside and throw the barbell on your back and do heavier walking lunges if you want that way. You can even do split squats with a barbell on your back if you need to load it up a little bit more. As for other body parts, I feel like arms and shoulders, um, that's really not an issue for people. I don't really run into an issue with that with people. People tend to know what to do for those. I mean, most people normally use dumbbells and barbells for all of that work anyways. You can do your normal curls, tricep extensions. Like I was saying, I highly, highly recommend getting resistance bands if you're not going to pay for any type of cable setup because pretty much anything you can normally do on cables, you can set up with a good set of resistance bands. So you can do tricep pushdowns. You just have to loop them over something above your head. You can stand on them and do curls with them. You can loop them around something. And like I was talking about before, a lot of people struggle with figuring out how to work their back properly with anything besides dumbbell and barbell rows. You can do cable rows with, it's obviously resistance band rows, but the same way you would do a cable row, you would just set up the resistance bands, hook on some of the heavier ones, loop it around something that's planted to the ground, and you just, you might need to find something to uh, push your feet against so you can, you don't go flying forward, but you can do rows that way. You can do the same thing with pull downs if you're not comfortable with pull ups or you're not comfortable with using the resistance bands for assisted pull-ups, you can do essentially makeshift pull-downs with the um, resistance bands. And honestly, I just recommend getting the individual handles for each side of the resistance band. Um, don't try to mess with barbell or regular weird single attachments that you would use on cables with resistance bands. That gets kind of funky. Um, so just use the individual handles. And you can make do with literally all of that. Another uh, great move for back that you can do at home really easy, whether you have a squat rack and a barbell or you have some TRX attachments, is you can do inverted rows. So that's, it's like kind of like a pull-up, but your feet would be put out in front of you and you're essentially pulling yourself up to the bar um, laying on your back rather than pulling the bar up towards your body off of the floor. So that's a, another great option. Um, going back to calves, uh, this is one I used to always do at my home gym or the crappy gym I worked at it because I didn't have anything to do seated calf raises with. What I would actually do is the end of the bench had an attachment for leg extensions and leg curls which is really nice. If you can find a bench that has that attachment, it's just plate loaded. Um, that makes for a really convenient option to get a little extra quad and hamstring work in. But what you can actually do usually with most of them is put a box under it to put your feet on, lift the rollers up and put them on top of your knees rather than hooking your feet into them. And then it's essentially a seated calf raise machine. So that's another great option for working calves. The biggest thing is just really getting creative with your exercises. And you have to try to think about how can you, how you can emulate. Obviously, you can just stick mostly to the basics. Overhead press, 
bench press, deadlift, row, pull down, squat, um, maybe a Romanian deadlift, um, some type of makeshift leg curl. But if you want to start adding more variety into your routine without having to buy a lot more equipment, getting some resistance bands, a wide variety of resistance bands and attachments, and just think about the exercise that you want to do and ways that you could emulate that with the equipment you have and the setup you have at home. So you just have to get a little bit creative with it. And this is this is also applicable to people that, like myself when I was starting out, working out at gyms that have more minimal equipment, don't have all the equipment you would like to have and use, you just kind of have to get creative. So hopefully that gave you guys some ideas for all y'all that are working out at a home gym or starting out working out and want to build some sort of home gym or don't really want to go to a gym yet. Um, If you're not willing to invest at least a little bit in equipment, I just get a gym membership. It's not scary. Just go. Um, You definitely will not regret it. And it's a small monthly cost for a shitload of equipment. So go to a gym or get creative with your home gym. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I will be covering a lot more topics later this week. I'll do another Q and a next week. I'm sorry for being gone for an extended period of time, but I don't have any trips coming up. I'm going to be getting back to more regular podcasts for you guys, dropping more information. Um, I'm going to be doing a couple podcasts with some friends I'll probably be posting about that on my Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at W underscore underscore Kemp. The link to that is in the description along with my Legion code. And I will catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. If you're listening to this on iTunes, that would be awesome. Adios. Adios.